Hello, my beautiful, gorgeous friends. It has definitely been a while, but I am so excited to welcome you back to the We Start Here podcast, which is my podcast. I'm Sam, if you didn't know, where we usually talk about life and self-improvement, fitness, mental health, that kind of thing. The last time I posted a podcast, though, was (laughs) October 7th. So it's been basically two months and a lot has happened. So I just wanted to, I guess, ease back into things by giving an update where I've been, what's been happening, and kind of see where we end up after that. Um, I have a feeling I'm probably going to talk a lot. So, you know, all good things for a podcast, right? This would probably be a good time to give a quick trigger warning that we're going to be talking about mental health and some physical health issues during this episode. So if you're not in the best place right now to be hearing that kind of thing, it might be a good idea to sit this one out. Just wanted to give some forewarning there. But if you've been keeping up with me on Instagram, you would know that this year in itself has been a punch to the face, roundhouse kick to the throat. Honestly, 2021 just like curb stomped me. It has been freaking rough. And October especially kicked my ass. I was so up and down emotionally. There was so much going on in my life. And at one point, I really thought that I was going to end up back in like an inpatient situation for my mental health, um, meaning like a hospital situation. And I don't want to get like all dark and scary, but I really wasn't doing well. And it's not even that I just wasn't happy. I was straight up miserable Um, you know, getting out of bed every day was like asking me to climb Mount Everest. Like I just had no energy, no motivation, no hope for the future, no will to live. And I've actually been in that place before. It's a really scary place to be. And it's, I don't know, it's just weird because for me, there's been a lot of times in my life where my depression has gotten so bad to the point where like, I don't, I don't feel like being alive anymore. And I have lots of lots of terrible thoughts it's not funny I'm just like nervous to talk about it um so like I I know how it feels and I I just feel like in general that's a scary feeling but for me I've worked so hard to be where I am in life just to be at this point in life and so for me to all of a sudden not see any value in everything I've worked so hard for was really freaking scary for me and luckily I was able to like recognize that I was going to a dark place so I found a new psychiatrist who got me on a new medication and the only thing is that when I was meeting with her like when you meet with a new psychiatrist they do an initial assessment to kind of feel out what you have going on what kind of treatment method you would need and um so her and I were talking she was you know doing like the psych evaluations and she kind of got the feeling that I may have been misdiagnosed So, you know, just to backtrack a little, give a little context to this, the first time I saw a therapist for myself, because I had to see one after my parents got divorced when I was eight, but I saw one for my own, my own issues when I was 12. Um, And it's really tough, just as a side note, to diagnose mental health issues during adolescence, just because there's so many hormones, there's so much going on for kids that age, and also you know, they're still kids when you're 12. So not every child is like willing or ready to be the level of honest that you need to be in therapy to like make progress. Um, But regardless, (laughs) I got diagnosed with, excuse me, 
chronic depression and generalized anxiety disorder and that's kind of what I went with for years um it made sense I was a very depressed anxious teenager um but around 2019 I started seeing a new therapist and psychiatrist and um they both thought you know based on how my sessions were going the patterns in my life and all of that that I displayed more symptoms of bipolar 2 than just like depression on its own um and to me like initially when they first brought this up to me it did feel right because I do sometimes go through periods of time where I'm I guess you would describe it as like manic um but sorry i I'm just a little bit nervous but I I knew that like this wasn't it didn't feel fully right to me like the bipolar diagnosis especially since I had such bad reactions to the usual treatment methods for bipolar like at least medication wise there's probably the most popular medication for um, treating bipolar is called lithium I was on lithium for probably six months and I did not feel like a real human (laughs) like I don't even know how to explain this correctly so that you'll understand but just imagine like feeling so numb within yourself to the point that like you don't even feel present in what you're experiencing in life and I feel like I might have just confused people (laughs) but like I essentially felt like I was watching myself live like almost like an out-of-body experience just because it literally it, it just made me feel like an alien like I just was not I was not thriving on lithium and in the in like the following months after that we tried a bunch of different medications and nothing nothing was budging for that bipolar diagnosis um and eventually I did have a falling out with my uh, previous psychiatrist so I weaned off of like all medications in March of this year you know just been like raw dog in life just (laughs) with no no medication um And, like, at some points I was okay throughout this year. Like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, 2021 was completely awful. Every single day was terrible. I didn't have any good times. Because that's not true. There were definitely some pockets of of good times, of positivity. But overall, yeah, no. I I definitely came to the realization that I need some kind of assistance just to help balance me out. And so, anyway, here I am getting sidetracked. I met with this new psychiatrist And, like, based on her evaluations and everything, um, she feels that my diagnosis leans more towards BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, and not bipolar 2. And this is, like, a common misdiagnosis because the two disorders present very similarly. Um, So, yeah, it can be kind of tricky just depending on, like, where you are in life at the moment that you get diagnosed and a bunch of other factors. But, um... I've been doing my own research on BPD and I definitely like I don't know I feel like I relates maybe not the best word but I, I I can see myself in the symptoms and in the behaviors and patterns that people with BPD generally have um but this was like a big piece of information for me like I didn't realize it when she first said it but this is something like I I had to work through because I mean, for two reasons mainly. Number one, I I was under the impression that I was always, like, just depressed. Not that depression is, like, nothing. Of course, it's a very serious mental disorder. But, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, everyone's depressed. Like, you know, it's just, it's just depression. It's what it is. But then hearing my psychiatrist be like, no, BPD, I'm like, oh, 
oh, so it's like a little more serious then, like a lot more serious. Um, And then also like the second reason is just that there's so much negativity surrounding like BPD and you just hear awful things about people with BPD. And I even remember like some older professors that I had during undergrad would say things like you you know BPD is untreatable like people who have it are like literally crazy and that's like professors of psychology calling people crazy is like weird to me but it's it's like actually not true like BPD is one of the most treatable mental disorders um when you combine like medication and a special kind of therapy called DBT I know it's a lot of acronyms but that's what I've been doing and I have been feeling so much better like leaps and bounds better like to the point where I can't even like properly express how much better I've been feeling um but still it's almost like it's it's a punch in the face that I was focusing on one thing for so long like just focusing on oh I just need to make my depression better I just need to like figure out how to cope and that's still the case but I guess just like learning that there's another layer to things it just threw me off a little bit I don't know Um, and so that was just, like, one aspect of what I've been going through, and like I said, that's more under control, and the medication I've been taking is super helpful, I'm just on a pretty low dose of it, and it just helps me get back to, like, a normal level of functioning, like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm taking happy pills, like, I feel totally fine and I'm positive all the time, because that is not the case, but definitely just having something there to balance me out is, it has been a lifesaver, and you know, great transition here. We are moving on to the next topic. Um, But just, I guess just another like major cause of stress that I've been having was that checkup. Um, And I did mention this like briefly on my stories, but I didn't go too far into it. um, Just because like, I didn't want people to message me scary things that happened to them or whatever. Um, But yeah, I went to my annual checkup with my GYN and I'm just gonna say this now I'm gonna take a brief pause right here if you are listening and you have not seen your GYN for your annual checkup in the last 365 days and you have a uterus please go to the doctor please go get yourself checked out it is so important especially just like as women there's so many things that can go wrong and there's also so many things that are like treated much much more easily if you catch them early so just please go to the doctor it's very important but yeah so I was at my annual appointment and I got the all clear you know not pregnant no STDs everything's looking great fantastic I'm feeling amazing um and then (laughs) a week later I got a call from my doctor that I had abnormal cells on my cervix uh fun freaking phone call there And she wanted me to come in for something called a colposcopy to confirm whether the cells were precancerous. Um, I'm not a doctor, obviously. I'm going to try and briefly explain (laughs) the colposcopy procedure. Um, Number one, anything is uncomfortable when your legs are up in the stirrups and you're just like wide open, you know, for 30 minutes. It's already like not a fun time. But the colposcopy is basically your doctor uses like a... 
I don't know, like some kind of microscope tool to like see your cervix and determine, you know, there's like this special solution they use. And if they see some abnormalities, then they go in, which is what they had to do with me and do a biopsy. So my doctor basically took three chunks. I've never had a biopsy before. So like, I really didn't know what to expect, but she basically took out three samples, um, you know, to test, to do some testing. And the the healing after that colposcopy was no freaking joke. I was in pain, pain. Like I don't even want to sugarcoat it. Uh, it. It freaking hurt. And then another week goes by. She tells me, she calls me, my doctor, to confirm that there are precancerous cells. So that was just, you know, I was hysterical crying on the phone. And my doctor was like trying to calm me down and be like, it's, pre, you know, it's, it's precancerous pre I'm like no 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 like this is it this is the end like I'm so done like I literally I was inconsolable when I found that out and you know rightfully so like anything that happens with your body is scary and then like again as a woman to you know have all of that happening and have people like literally looking up inside you like it's just it, it I don't know it's a very unsettling feeling and um so yeah so she called me to confirm that there was some abnormalities and that she wanted to do something called a leap procedure like as soon as possible and <laughs> my leap procedure was scheduled for the Monday um after I got back from Houston so I was like freaking terrified. I I was looking up what happens during a leap procedure. I was looking up what could potentially go wrong, you know, doing the whole Google thing. Um, and I, I guess, you know, we're going to have a great medical description again here. Me describing a leap procedure. The leap is like the next step after the colposcopy, which is... Um, Basically, where your doctor will, again, use the magnifying tool, whatever, you're open to the world for 30 minutes. And they they use this, like, electric tool to, like, this sounds so gross, but, like, scrape out the abnormal part. And then they carterize you. Um, yeah, it was not a pleasant experience, to say the least. Um, the, the machine that they use to do all this sounds like a vacuum. Uh, so the whole thing was just very unsettling and my, um, my doctor actually used, so like they, they'll numb you, like some places put you to sleep, which I wish that's what would have happened to me, but I don't know, my doctor's office just didn't do it that way. So they first use like numbing cream and then they like inject you with a syringe of lidocaine and my doctor used literally all the numbing cream, the entire syringe of lidocaine and somehow I still felt like I didn't feel pain, you know, from the scraping part, I guess. But I felt like the heat um, and that was traumatic, to say the least. We had to stop like three different times. And literally by the last time I was like, no, 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 I'm so fucking done. I'm so done. And my doctor was like apologizing. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, she obviously doesn't want me to be in pain, but, um, I don't know why the, the numbing did not work for me. I mean, it did, like, I didn't feel it fully to the effect that I would have if there was no numbing there, but I still felt something and I wasn't anticipating that. So I was all just, you know, not happy about that. And then my doctor follows that up by saying no sex, no tampons, no baths for six weeks. 
for six weeks. I'm going to be deprived, people. I mean, it's honestly fine, but it's just it's just funny. And also, she said, like, no strenuous activity for at least a week, which was just another punch in the face to me because working out is how I deal with this anxiety. And I don't know, it just it it was not a fun time. And needless to say, this did cause a lot more anxiety and just like mental turmoil. But luckily, I did get a call from my doctor last Friday, like a couple days ago, that the leap was successful in getting rid of those cells. So thank freaking baby Jesus. I I am okay. Um, you know, knock on wood. Now I just have to go back in a couple months to get another pap and make sure everything's normal and then I can go back to my annual checkup. So yeah, use me as an example of getting in there early, seeing that there's a problem early makes it a lot easier to take care of whatever problem arises. Um, But wait, there's more. How could I forget to mention that I got hired and let go from a job within a 40-day time frame? 40 days. That was just super fun, as you can imagine. Basically, I had been looking for a new job. I found one at this great agency. You know, everything matched up. It was in a good driving distance from me. All the clients I would be working with, you know, they seemed great. And like two weeks after I finished my training portion of onboarding, um, they, my like HR department pretty much was like, yeah, like we're losing funding. And it was the kind of situation where like the last people who get hired are the first people to get let go. So, you know, that was just a roller coaster of disappointment. And it basically contributed to, contributed to this feeling that I've already been having and I would love to know if anyone else who has been in their field for a while can relate to this but I don't think that I am fully in love with psychology like as much as I was when I first decided it's what I wanted to do um if you don't know I have my bachelor's and my master's in psychology and I've had a bunch of different jobs in the fields I've worked with you know, a lot of different populations in different settings and everything, but nothing is really stuck for me. And I was actually supposed to go sit for a certification exam to become a BCBA, which is a board certified behavior analyst. Um, And I got to the point on the website of like (laughs) signing up, picking my test date, and I just couldn't do it. I, I literally just could not press the button because I knew in my heart like as cheesy as this sounds like I just knew it's not what I want to be doing but then I also don't know what I want to be doing fully and that's the tricky part um because then I'm sitting here and I'm like oh shit like now I've wasted years of experience education and money and if I just walk away from this I feel like I don't know I do feel like it's all a waste but then I sit back and think about the fact that I'm not really passionate about what I'm doing and I I don't see myself doing it forever so it's just like it's just a lot you know and I feel like I'm not the only one who feels this way I think some of it's probably burnout just if you work in a in a helping profession um really any profession but especially you know the ones where you serve other people you can get burnt out and that is a real thing and that's why you have to take care of yourself but I don't even really think it's burnout I think it's just not a good match and that sucks that I freaking like 
went through so many years of school and so many dollars <laughs> to get this education and I don't know like I'm kind of torn because I do love psych I'm very interested in it I think it's a very admirable profession there are lots of opportunities and lots of different like paths you can go down um so it I'm I'm not I don't regret having these degrees obviously but I'm more just like well shit <laughs> like what am I doing literally what am I doing I just like being 25 this is not where I thought uh I would be but you know it's it's all about timing so I'm just trying not to be too hard on myself but you know, as you can imagine, all of what I've just described for the last 20 minutes, it was a lot, you know, too much really, which is probably like the main reason that this podcast kind of got pushed to the side and I didn't really make it as much of a priority. Um, I just get really in my head sometimes and I'm, I, I would like look at my microphone because it sits here on my desk and just be like, who even cares what I have to say? Like no one wants to sit and listen to me complain no one cares about my little anecdotes like they get enough of me on instagram stories like they don't care but like it i don't know it's just not the case i think that imposter syndrome really sets in when you feel like everyone around you is thriving and you're like barely hanging on you're like just keeping your nose above water it just it kind of heightens that comparison but the thing is people do care what I have to say like for better or for worse I keep it real and that's not something a lot of people on the internet can claim to do so yeah I don't know I, I think I do bring something to the table I think I just second guess myself a lot but if you stuck with me through all of this then just know I do really appreciate you and your support and kindness and patience it does not go unnoticed by me at all um and then I guess like, I don't know, we're, we're like 22 minutes in here. So <laughs> I feel like I should answer some questions to wrap us up. Just like some general ones that I've been getting um, on my profile a lot for some reason. So we'll start with the big one that everyone asks. And it's the first question that always gets asked if I do like a Q&A. Am I single? Yes, <laughs> I am single. <laughs> I am very single. Um... You know, I'm open to talking to people, but it's it's rough out there with dating. So nothing promising has been happening. But um, yeah, I think if I if I were to be in a relationship or like, you know, a serious relationship, I would mention it on my profile. Like I would at least let you guys know, like, you know, I'm seeing someone, but I don't think I would ever put anyone on my profile again. Like maybe if we got married, I don't know. I just, the last times that I've done that, it has really not ended well. Like, people DMing me lies about the person, people DMing that other person, people, like, just just being so weird. Like, I would never in my life think to, like, message someone else's that I didn't know, like, their significant other. It's, people are weird on the internet. I don't know. That's just why I think it's it's good to keep that line there. Keep it separate. Um, but definitely I would mention like, hey, I'm seeing someone like that kind of thing. Um, second question, am I trying to lose weight? Uh, yes, I am. You know, my my ultimate goal would be to get down to around 200 pounds right now, I'm about 250. Um, so there's definitely a long way to go, but I'm not I'm not in a rush. Like the calorie deficit I'm eating at right now, which is about like 1800 calories a day. Um, 
it'll get me to my goal in a reasonable amount of time but I don't want to push myself like too hard and do like extreme diets or extreme changes that aren't sustainable so it's like I always say to other people what is most important is baby steps and consistency you know building habits that you can sustain for the rest of your life because it's not just a two-week diet it's quite literally the rest of your life (laughs) um next question where are my cats number number I don't even know why I said number where are my cats (laughs) that's the question um I've answered this before and I really don't love talking about it because it's sad but they are with my ex um that relationship ended around May of this year and they stayed with him at his place um and I try not to even like bring this up a lot because it leads to questions about that relationship and I am not comfortable discussing that at all there's just way too much drama way too much went down with that and I don't even want to like bring it up at all but yeah they are perfectly fine thriving um just not living with me um and then the last question what did I do for work what do I do for work obviously aside from Instagram and stuff like that um so my last job because right now I'm jobless (laughs) sometimes um and what I've been doing for almost two years is therapy for kids with developmental disabilities um it's called a bunch of different things sometimes behavioral therapist behavior tech rbt that kind of thing um but my job had like more responsibilities and just like just doing therapy um like I would make behavior management plans and attend and assist with the IEP meetings and behavior plan meetings and parent training and community outreach and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I am really passionate, like I said, about helping people, but I'm just not sure it's like the best fit for me, which is fine. Um, Yeah. So I hope that, you know, answering those questions cleared up any confusion about where I am in life right now. (laughs) Um, And just, you know, to end things on a good positive note, I, I am feeling good. I am feeling productive and motivated and I'm doing what I need to do to get closer to my goals I started my LLC you know yay for me um I've been releasing workout guides I've been losing weight I've been actually taking advantage of opportunities that come my way and I don't say this you know in a bragging way I'm just trying to remind you that things get better you know just literally over a month ago I was in such a dark place I did not think I was coming out of there like I had just accepted my life is gonna be doom and gloom forever I just need to accept whatever sliver of happiness ever gets thrown my way like this is just is what it is for me like I just am misery I'm just a miserable miserable person um and that's really not the case like those feelings are temporary feeling like shit is temporary and things always turn around I know like this time of year the holidays and everything it can be really rough for some people but for me I like to focus on the fact that there's a brand new year on the horizon full of opportunities and learning experiences and just life and that is worth sticking around for um yeah so I just want to leave off on that inspirational note let you guys know that I'm getting myself back into a schedule for posting these and you know if you have any ideas comments questions anything feel free to message me on Instagram leave them in the comments of this video if you're watching um yeah just reach out if you if you want to but 
yeah i will see you guys next week with another episode i hope you are having a great day night whenever you are listening to this and honestly just thank you so much for being here i i appreciate it and i can't wait to keep building with you guys so yeah that's it see ya